Blog Talk Radio. Champion, but we all know that may come to an end. 
it may come to an end against Charlotte. Actually, against Alexa Bliss, my bad. I'm sorry, it's been a long time since Alexa Bliss has been competing, but she was in action again tonight. She did pretty decent, I guess. So what I like and dislike, okay, so what I didn't like, again, I don't know why you start out the show with uh, Promoville after we just got through saying to Granny and I and others have just got through saying, do not start off the show so predictable to the point where it's going to make fans either cry or just not tune into your show. I don't normally watch basketball, but I ended up <clears throat> having to find some form of entertainment, folks, and that entertainment happened to be kind of watching the NBA Finals. I don't know. I just happened to see that the Warriors were in the lead, and see, I like I said, I don't pay attention to the NBA at all. But this Monday Night Raw made its case as to um, the very first 25, 30 minutes. Seth Rollins opening his mouth about how he beat Brock Lesnar and how nobody in the back could lace his boots or hold a candle to him as universal champion. And then out comes Boren Corbin, comes down on the ramp, says, I can beat you, blah, blah. You got lucky because John Cone was an incompetent referee. Okay. And then Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, they all came out in unison. So now we're giving Baron Corbin some other people that probably don't mind him. They think he's such a lively one, you know, as a worker. Anyways, they gave him a new entourage. I don't know. And I don't care. But 30 minutes of promo. Or more. Please stop. And I say this with the utmost sincerity. If you start off the show with something that fans are always going to not want to deal with, not want to put up with, if you talk and you bore them to tears and you don't emit any reaction whatsoever, they're booing Baron Corbin out the building, yes. But they're also booing the fact that we had to listen to another round of promos to begin the night. Because we had to recap Genesis Saudi Arabia, so you have three hours on television, right? You don't think that people know or took a class on how network TV works. I'm not the all-knowing expert, but I do know that if you don't give your show a variety... It's going to make fans go, don't really care. Then you have fans that are just the casual fans who, at this point, would pay more attention to the promos because that's them. So anyways, what I didn't like was the promos to begin the show. Oh, if you're asking where Lady Lynn is, she is feeling under the weather yet again. Um, hopefully she will be back the following, or next Monday. I really, like I said, I don't start my show till late, but I decided to speak on it early because it's the work in the morning, folks. We all know how 
mornings go for some people. They got to drag up and get a monster or a coffee or whatever. But anyway, see, okay, the entertaining fact between our truth and uh, the 24-7 championship when they are staying on an elevator with EC3, Drake Maverick, and Drake Alexander. It was one of those nights, folks, where you're just like, I wish I could be in the elevator to talk with somebody entertaining because Monday Night Raw made me think I can easily tune in Tuesday nights and be more entertained than watching three decent aspects of Monday Night Raw. Those three decent aspects were, wasn't the interview between Becky and Lacey Evans, no, no, or the Miz TV segment with Samoa Joe that led into a six-man tag match. Everything <laughs> leads into something. I get it. You got you to gotta put your pieces on the chessboard, and you just got to move your pieces accordingly and say, checkmate. Well, I say this, and my Michael Hayes voice, you got to make sure your players execute your playbook. <clears throat> As he once said on Table for Three that was aired on the network, and it sounds like such a fucking incessant mark, but you know what? Here's what I'm going to say. Tonight's show in San Jose wasn't bad. It just wasn't, ooh, ah. I want to I wanna get off the edge of my seat, and I want to come see Monday Night Raw every single fucking week. There's got to be something that lights a fire under your asses because you do realize AEW is coming. And if you have the same attitude that OWCW was a company too, no, you guys are on the receiving end. By the judgment of looking at tonight's show, and if I looked at it from a glance, I would say it was okay, but it wasn't explosive enough to make me come and watch it again. I love pro wrestling, and I would like to force myself to watch this stuff further. And some of you on social media said fans watching AEW's don't wear nothing. It's great. I want to watch AEW, but they had nothing to do, so they said they're not watching WWE. So they turned on Super Show, and I didn't turn that shit on. That's like watching WrestleMania. I just use it as a fucking sleep aid. And Goldberg was... uh, Undertaker, I heard, was not terrible. In the rest of the 50-man battle royal, man, sir, won. Okay, whoop-de-doo. Folks, I forgot to mention this, and I'm really sorry, but if we could have a moment of silence for Andrade Cien Almas, who lost his mother right after Super Showdown, um, we're going to pause for 10 seconds of station identification in remembrance of Andrade Cien Almas' mother. Please stand by. It seems we have a caller, ladies and gents, and I believe, let's see here, she is El Presidente of one of the greatest women's champions of all time, Alexa Bliss. She's also a preponent, a queen of all fandoms, ladies and gentlemen, welcome and surprise guest, one of my lovely co-hosts, Granny Hopster. Well, hello, B-Train. 
See, folks, I know Granny because she she's been dealing, uh, you know, with a lot lately on her plate, and we're not going to mention that on air. Um, but uh, well, I must say, Granny, I'm not at all surprised in tonight's show. I do want to say that things are getting out of control on Monday Night Raw, and somebody needs to step forward and put their best foot forward and say, hey, you know, enough is enough. I totally agree. Because uh, as much as I love chaos, as much as I love things going the way of the villain, you know, I I think... um, what I'm trying to say is I, I didn't I didn't think Monday Night Raw was going to be this bad, but, you know, I said it's a mixed bag. It wasn't terrible. There were three probably, yeah, three good elements of tonight's show that told a story. It gave the fans something to look forward to. They had Bailey and Becky versus Lacey and Alexa. Ah, <sighs> jeez. When you start off the show, Granny, with promo and promo and more promo, it just gets tiresome to watch. Yeah, it does. It does. And, of course, course when Gordon Corbin showed up, I mean, I immediately, like, muted my TV because I – I actually – actually, I ran a quick errand while he was running his mouth – because I didn't want to listen to him. I had to run something down to my son's apartment, and I was like, you know what? This is a perfect opportunity for me to take that time and get out of here for a few minutes. Maybe he'll be off the TV by the time I get back. And sure enough, he was. And Granny, uh, you know, I've noticed something that Mr. Graves has been doing weekly, and it bothers me, and I'm actually going to look into this with a lawyer and people are going to go, oh, you're petty. And I discussed this earlier. I had to actually mute myself and redo the entire episode because I was going more crazier or actually being crazier than more so than usual. And you ever notice when Graves says something about off the rails? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I, I just noticed that. Mr. Graves, if you would quit imitating Bobby Heenan and quit being drunk at your friend's comedian shows, I am referring to Nikki Neyes, you know, Dolph Ziggler. Let me point this out to you. You're a great announcer and you have skills, but when you did the crossbody, did you think that you wouldn't get a concussion, sir? I'm going personal here because I'm sick and tired of you running your mouth about a show that I created and you're, you're, you're laughing in front of college, which Michael Cole no offense, sir, but you telling people they don't have places in WWE, what, who died and put you in charge? Honestly, that's the dumbest thing anyone could have ever done. And three, Renee Young, please do us a favor. You are a great announcer, dear. We want you to stay. But if you really want to follow your husband, go to AEW. I can take shots at the three of you all night long, but it would not serve a purpose because I'm trying to be, I'm trying to remain professional on my show, but I've reached the boiling point with WWE. You guys want to claim that you have the most followers on social media, which is a crock of shit. You guys probably 
put that out there so people believe that you outdid NBA and NFL. That's not fucking possible because the show's ratings are at lower than two and a half million, which is barely enough to keep you fucking afloat on USA Network. It's amazing that they haven't pulled the fucking plug yet. I'm sick and tired of keeping it PG on my show. Do you know why? Because that's not my show. I am not affiliated with WWE. And I have mentioned several times about how AEW is going to mop the floor with you. And it is there apparent that when you tune into a three-hour show and you don't put on what Granny and I like to say is a show, then you're going to lose more viewers. And it annoys me, Granny, that... I can't do a damn thing because I actually do have a lawyer, but she, you know, is mainly used for defense only and representation of union workers. But I will say this. You guys want to keep poking jabs at what I created? Hmm. Let me add this to you. When you have a best in the world that is a 50-year-old man who is way past and washed up, and cannot fucking work to save his life, but has the last name McMahon, you tell me, you tell me if we're supposed to, as fans, watch that bullshit every single week. You really want me to get real with you? Here's here's the real. You go on social media, you claim to know a lot, and I'm referring to you, Graves, you claim to know a lot. You do know you do have infinite knowledge. You trained as a wrestler. You've been in the business since 2010. And you got hurt and concussed, and you had no other alternative but to be an announcer. <clears throat> Why? Why would you try to emulate Bobby the Brain Heenan when you're not? And some of the things you do say are funny. But it gets redundant and repetitive hearing the same old lines on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live. And I'm pretty sure the laughter tonight, Granny, I don't know if you caught this, when the extras were there in San Jose, the the women extras, okay, versus mm-hmm. the Iconics who have yet to defend their tag team championships, which Renee Young brought out to... most definitely, pointed out most definitely, most strongly about pointed out, you know, hey, I want to see where they go with this. They need to defend those titles. He was just making a valid point. I see nothing wrong with that. I agree with her. They do need to defend those tag team titles. And it's it's funny. They're like, well, we say it's far, far and wide, but like this, you know. Them poking fun at the crowd, <clears throat> I get that, granted, and that's a great gimmick for heels to antagonize the crowd. I understand that. But what I'm trying to just say as a whole, and I've been trying to say this for a long time, WWE just doesn't feel the same. It, no, it after, doesn't. It doesn't. You know, and it's like uh, we as fans, you know, we ch- I try to find the positives, but when I, I'm guessing you listen to my show, three of you, and also the network executives who like poking fun, let me just pause for one second. Ever since Granny, I've been watching WWE. You know, I, I used to not fans. For those of you who have been informed of my show three years that you've been listening, I grew up watching ECW. I didn't watch WWE until a friend of mine said, "Hey, 
let's, you know, turn on Shawn Michaels. I said, who? You don't know who Shawn Michaels is? And this was 1994-ish because I was six years old, folks, watching people like New Jack and Vic Crimes and Bubba Ray Dudley and Devon Dudley and Big Dick Dudley. I watched wrestling that no one was familiar with, like WCW. I watched when Cactus Jack was absolutely terrible. That's my memories of wrestling. And then you'd be a fool if you didn't know who Hulk Hogan was or Ultimate Warrior. But I remember when WWE actually had an announced crew that wasn't terrible. And Michael Cole has a signature voice, Granny, but he is no JR. That's right. That's right. Very, very true. <clears throat> and I love but, and I love professional <clears throat> wrestling. Oh, I do too. I do too. I did think it was funny though tonight when um, Sami Zayn, you know, he 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 went to, you know, Shane McMahon. Oh, make me an outside referee. Blah 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 blah. You know, and he, you know, he kicks out the main referee out of the match between Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, <laughs> and he's like, he looks at Seth Rollins and he's like, touching his referee shirt. Like, you can't touch me. You can't touch me. (laughs) Yes, he touched him, and yes, he got disqualified. But, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I thought it was very funny what Seth Rollins did to him after he yanked off the referee shirt. (laughs) I'm sorry. I had to laugh at that, you know. I I had to laugh at that, you know, because uh, boring Corbin, you know, hello, he's interfering in the match and, you know, and all this other stuff. I thought it was funny. I'm just... I just thought it was hilarious. I thought it was funny as well, Granny, uh, when Shane repeated himself, basically what mm-hmm. Sammy had told him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. like I said, I, I tend to notice things, and you know what? More than once, my show has been referenced on WWE programming, and you know what they're going to tell me? Well, Seth is to write. Uh, everything recorded, and they say it this at the beginning of the shows. Everything is just subject to recording, blah, 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 belongs to the rights of WWE. Well, I know you guys didn't come up with a show that basically tells it like it is, and I know you didn't come up with the name off the rails because you don't have a character on there that resembles anything to do with trains. So I don't think I'm going crazy because I do hear Graves saying, oh, I'm going off the rails for a moment here. Look here, you pretentious tattooed jackass. If you imitate, well, a larger-than-life manager who could easily, if he were alive and well and speaking and sane sound of mind, could put you to shame because Bobby Heenan was fucking genius. And it seems to me like, and I'm not just picking on Graves. Renee, I love you to pieces, dear, but I can tell... You still want to do a job, and you still want to pursue, and you still want to be the woman that, you know, your husband loves. But sometimes it does feel like you don't want to be there. And if you say that I'm lying, oh, is that is that true? Because, you know, you guys used to travel together. You guys still talk on the phone, and I don't know what schedule is like, and I don't care. I like Renee. Michael Cole. Dear God in heaven, please forgive me. Actually, 
Just listen to what I have to say, dude. Once upon a time, we had a we had a color commentator, one that knew the history of professional wrestlers and their move sets and the name of the moves, and did not add a move out of nowhere. That doesn't. If I was a worker, Granny, I'd be offended if you did not know what my finisher was, what my MO was as a character. I would just, I would not be happy. And there's nothing I could say because Michael Cole's in a higher position because he does, okay, let's, he does have a say, so who comes up from NXT? He's like one of the talent scouts within WWE. And I'd know this because, well, I've only been through the process. I kind of, I don't know everything and I don't intend to. But when you read and when you've been through said process, Mr. Cole, please understand the fans' frustrations with you. You are the voice of Monday Night Raw now, and I don't think I can say that without gritting my teeth. I'd rather have JR and Jerry the King Lawler back, but this is 2019, and we have to adjust accordingly. Tonight's show was three hours long, and the first 35 minutes of it was spent talking like, ooh, I have a microphone. Ooh, I have a microphone. Mine's shiny and prettier, and it glitters. I'm I'm just guessing, you know. I just... Just throwing it out there, Granny. I mean, I'm pretty sure Baron Corbin's glitters because he just tries to imitate Edward from Twilight so much, you know. Yeah. He's yes, so pale. He it looks, uh, it, it looks so pale, Granny. I think, you know... I don't know who's worse, Seamus or him, when it comes to uh, seeing the light. Why, whenever you look at Baron Corbin, you say, I don't know whether I should get a pillow or an inflatable mattress. True. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be negative, Granny. I'm just expressing exactly what went on tonight because they do realize AEW is going to be airing Tuesday nights and I'm going to tune in, you're going to tune in Lady Lynn uh, we're all going to be tuning into AEW I guarantee you because we're curious as fans as to what it's going to look like the feel, the atmosphere It's definitely going to be electric, and it's going to be one of those shows where we are not going to know what the hell's going on. That's true. And I think Cody and Rhodes I and Chris ha- Jericho. Will... Oh, go ahead, I kind of had ahead. to laugh at the interview that um, that Samoa Joe did with The Miz tonight on this TV when he was saying, well, I, I, I won that belt. I won that belt. And Miz was like, oh, really? Let, let's take a look here <laughs> last week. <laughs> I had to laugh at that, too. You know, I mean, I was just like, really? Samoa Joe? You know? And then he has the gall to bring Miz's family into the picture. Okay, come on. Really? You know, I mean, she's pregnant again. Let's see, Monroe Sky is what, how old now? I mean, almost close to a year old or right at a year old or maybe even a little over a year old. 
and you're bringing Mrs. Family into this conversation, really? I mean, you're bringing a, a baby and, and a mother and a mother to be again, you know, have both. I mean, you don't, you don't bring the family into the conversation there. So, I mean, I don't care who you are. And you think you're Mr. Big Man, you know, oh, you know, uh, oh, I'd be Ray Mysterio. Well, yeah, you, you put that horrible move on him with a separated shoulder. The man is hurt, and he graciously gives up his belt to you, you know, because he can't defend it. He can't be a true champion that wants to defend his belt because he's hurt right now. And what do you do? You put him in that clutch hole that you're so famous for, you know, and I'm sorry, you know, but I, I do think it was funny when it's pointed out, well, let's take a look at that vision. <laughs> you know, I, I'm really kind of, you know, I, I was not a big Miss fan for a very long time, but you know, lately, I'm kind of liking this new side of Miss that I've seen, you know? I mean, I really am. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying this new side of Miss, you know, so. I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm becoming a misfit or whatever he, whatever he calls those people, his, you know, misfits or whatever. I think I'm becoming a misfit because I really, I really like the, the new style of Miz, you know. And maybe, maybe I could be Jeez. president of his fan club rather than the Alexa Bliss fan club. You know, being I don't like Alexa Bliss, but, you know, I'll be part of Miz's fan club. <laughs> but you see... Here's the thing. I think, folks, that was it Granny Hulkster. She is slowly but surely falling in love with people that she used to hate. And sooner or later, (laughs) sooner or later, folks, it'll be Alexa Bliss. I was a big fan of Alexa Bliss. And apparently, I don't think I'll ever be a fan of Alexa Bliss. But you know, I just I, I couldn't sleep. You know, between so I hope you don't mind me calling in. I just I was having trouble going to sleep tonight, and I thought, well, you know, I looked at the time. I just got done finishing my show with Attitude Era Live with Big Swing and Icon. I thought, you know, I'm just gonna call in and listen to to Be Train's show tonight for a little bit because I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, B train is right. Uh, I, I have a lot going. I have a lot going on. You know, busy times. You know, getting ready for to travel the end of the month for a, um, a major convention. You know, so and WFC this weekend, Ryder Cup Memorial Show, which I believe I know we're going Friday. And I um I'm broken hearted. I won't be able to see you Friday, but you know I understand you have to work and. We honestly didn't think we were even going to be there this year, but uh, Mr. Timothy Rockwell, you know, messaged me, Granny, if you can still bring the shirt. So um, we're going Friday for sure. <laughs> Not sure about Saturday yet, but we're going Friday for sure. So you know, good Granny, times. You know, it's it's so like because even uh, my big brother, as I like to call him. He's like, it's going to suck because I don't have anybody to travel with. And I was like, well, you know, we can always talk on the phone so you don't fall asleep or go off the road, sir. 
because um, I spent, like I said, I don't know how much longer I'll be here. Um, Like you said, folks, I'm here because of my grandfather and what's going on with him. I will not... uh, you know, I will not be in Kansas City for very long. Um, I'll be going back to New York fairly soon and transferring jobs. You know, luckily things have smoothed over from a personal perspective. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting interesting to say the least. And I'm getting messages from Instagram from the current moment. I, you know, folks, look, I know this is going to sound far-fetched, but a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, known as Brian Rails' journey to wrestling goes, I did have a brief encounter with Mr. Graves, which he will not remember, but he will say this. When you start out in wrestling, you're not guaranteed. No. You're and not. that's not guaranteed. You're not guaranteed a career. Um, when it does irk me when people use my shit, as far as, you know, mentioning it multiple times, like if you mention it once or twice, I don't give two flying fucks. But when your show is fucking sinking, like, you know, the Titanic was when, in 1912 when it was up in the air and going, you know, all kinds of places. And I mentioned the Titanic because the WWE did not used to be this problematic. The other thing keeping it afloat is NXT, the women's division on both Raw and SmackDown Live. There are things keeping it afloat with merchandise. Uh, Jetta was a very profitable night for WWE. There are good and bad in every show. It's just, folks, there's a point in the show where I normally, yeah, okay, the last 25 minutes. Buckle up, fuckers, because I'm about to go, as uh, I like to put it, and originated it back in 2016, actually 2016. Off the rails uncensored, bitches. Monday night edition. Hit the monkeys. Hit the music, not the monkeys. Hit the music in the truck. Monkeys in the truck. Hit my music, whatever. A play on words. Dig it. People can claim I'm going to have a pipe bomb promo. I'm going to call them out on this. I'm going to call them out on that. I seldom call out other side of the business professionals. People say, you don't know what we have to go through to get into this business. Oh, yes. The tale of the tape on Corey Graves is very easy to tell. I'm not concerned about his personal life. I'm concerned about mine. And what I will tell you from a professional standpoint is Corey Graves is a very good two-faced son of a bitch. Do you know why? Because he'll sit there 
and he'll tell you, this is a great career. This is great. I get to sit on my ass and analyze professional wrestling, and I get to point out what's good and what's not good. That's easy. You know, and everybody and their mother pointed out and popped out with podcasts. People don't like to hear the real because the real being like criticisms or, you know, things that they shouldn't do. I'm just going to point this out, sir. You guys want to take something from me? That's fine. I'll do my research and do all I can. But, Granny, me suing the WWE is not going to do me any good. If I sue an individual, it's not going to do me any good. What will do me good is what I do best. And and that's point out the, the obvious. Monday Night Raw is tanking because it's not the same explosive... Monday Night Raw it was when the Attitude Era came about. There were some Monday Night Raws that were explosive before Attitude Era even came about. The Monday Night Raw people forget when Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty were feuding. And uh, actually Mr. Perfect, my bad. And he got um, slammed on the hood of a car, which my trainer told me is a cool fact, folks. That was Howard Finkel's car, by the way. That was his rental Oh my! And uh, yeah, and uh, I was because my trainer was actually a part of the first Monday Night Raw. It, one of my many trainers, I should say. Scott Vida is his name, and he is there in 1993 in the Manhattan Civic Center. And he told me what had happened was that Howard Finkel was wondering, you know, what they. What was going on? So everybody's in the back watching the fight between Perfect and Shawn Michaels. <clears throat> and uh, Kurt basically threw Shawn on top of the hood of the car. And Shawn kicked the front of the windshield with his boot. And Finkel started freaking out. So there's an example, folks, of random random stuff that I could tell you, random wrestling stories. All right. But back to the run into the point. When someone takes someone else's thing, you can either turn it into something beautiful or you can turn it into a bitter fucker. I am not a bitter fucker. I am one of those that's an angry fucker. And let me tell you, let me just fair warn you. I don't normally get upset at that shit. Do you know why? It does me no good and I can't sue is obvious answers. One, why it tears me up inside? No. It's not going to tear me up inside either. When someone likes to cheaply imitate someone else's art form, and, and as far as announcing goes, okay, you're not doing anybody a favor. You're just making it easier for me to point things out. Corey does a phenomenal job of imitating Bobby Heenan and sleeping with random women in, on the WWE roster and not getting criticized for it at all. Why? He shows up for work on time. He's a very hard worker, and he he knows what good professional wrestling is. There are times when Graves will break character and then go back to announcing. There's times when Renee Young doesn't have very many things to say in regards to that. 
But, uh, gee, you know. But well, I agree everything everything that you've been saying, been trying. I totally agree with that. You know, it's just like watching or listening to Michael Cole. Dude, like I said, it's not just about the move sets and the move names that he forgets. You know, he, you know, a lot of people complain about Michael filling in for JR. Well, there's nothing we can do, folks. JR is an AEW. And he does, you know, he does have a staple front as far as the voice goes, as far as the video game voice goes. But when it's actual speed and you're trying to announce as best you can and you try to hard, as Michael Cole tends to do with his announce style as the color analyst, because I don't know why you need three people to announce a fucking show. One in which... At least have two. <laughs> at least have two because you're going to just... I don't know. You're going to confuse the fuck out of people. You're going to make people say, okay, why do they have three analysts? Is it because one, Renee, is the person kind of like Byron Saxton, who... By the way, you know, it's funny. Byron still lives with his parents, but he he makes a living. I think anyone and everyone who's gone through the steps of becoming a professional wrestler, I think Corey Graves would have been better suited as a baseball player, not a wrestler. Just saying. There are those who are meant to be in this business, and there are those who are not, is what you're told. When you first walk through the doors of the performance center in Orlando and anywhere else that you go in wrestling, not just WWE, you hear that in Monster Factory. There are those who are meant to, and there are those who are not. If those who are not, just stay as a fan. And I keep saying this. I don't think WWE is all that bad. I just think there are certain elements to it that need fixing. Like tonight, Granny, normally when there's a celebration of the McMahons, there's some semblance of retaliation. Yes, there is. There was no retaliation tonight, and I'm thinking, well, gee... You know, I don't know what this era is doing to itself as far as quality goes, and we're going to lose our shit because they didn't, you know, Roman Reigns didn't retaliate against Shane McMahon, but it would have been nice to see some kind of, some similar <coughs> form of humiliation for Shane because every time he celebrates, nothing happens to him. Nothing happens. And as fans, you want to see the villain get their comeuppance. What, what, I want to know what excludes Shane from said comeuppance. Uh, is it because he's 50 years old? Is it because he almost died from a helicopter crash? Is it because of his extreme anxiety? I mean, I want to know, folks, because Stone Cold Steve Austin had his way with uh, Shane's father several times. Beer truck, cement going in a Corvette, monster truck destroying McMahon's Corvettes and limousine. I mean, there's just a whole bunch of things I could list off. Metal bed pan upside the head. 
Oh, I've been listing off of all my favorite things that I used to see. But uh, what I'm getting at is there should be some form of retaliation. You're very true, and, very true. And, uh, and now, Granny, there's no form of that. So how are we as fans supposed to be like, okay, well, isn't he going to get his his revenge, you know? I guess Roman's contemplating and thinking, which is retarded, because there should be some form of retaliation. There should be not just the form of retaliation, but wrestling-wise, the wrestling match lasts, well, so long because you've got to fill the time for the network. I get it. So you only had a grand total of one, two, three, five matches. And... By the way, punching Lacey Evans finish when it goes over finishes in a match, it's basically a boxing move. So KO, okay. So the Big Show passed his move onto Lacey Evans because she's too fucking lazy to find another finisher. As uh, Becky Lynch put it, "You're nothing but a plank, sweetie." You can do a moonsault. Whoop, you do. So can Charlotte. Am I supposed to be impressed by the fact that WWE had to pick her because she was the only residential heel that she, you know they could pick? Or maybe I should be somewhat impressed because she, after all, you know, she catapulted herself into main event status because. Well, she was at the right place at the right time. Give me a break. I think, you know, I I give credit where credit's due. And I'm not trying to tear down everything that I saw tonight. I'm just giving you guys what I haven't been able to give you in a long while. And that's the real about WWE from my perspective I don't want to confuse you all in thinking well he's just being mean because he's a bitter little man who couldn't make it in the business no I was taught that if you had nothing to say at all that was nice and keep it to yourself well when people constantly antagonize and antagonize how and subtle jabs saying, I'm going to go off the rails. That's off the rails. Look here, fucker. When your career never catapulted because you went through NXT as the savior of this behavior and was a tag team champion with Neville, I'll give you credit where credit's due. But when you do things on the outside, it's going to reflect Right back to you, as far as professional, as far as professionalism goes, Granny. Like, okay, it's none of my. I don't mention very many dirty things about other people, but when my stuff gets transposed yet again, and this time it's through a show that keeps losing viewership, and by losing viewership, you lost even more. So it's at one point. 
Yeah, 1.8 million people versus 2.5, which was in the week, uh, yeah, the early end of April and the beginning of May, and now it's the beginning of June. And you're at a happy medium of 1.9 million viewership for Monday Night Raw. And it's, it has nothing to do with the announce team. No, 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 no. It has something to do with the placement and how people are being perceived, actually the superstars are being perceived by the WWE universe. If there would actually be three hours of show, yeah, if there would be actually be three hours of show instead of you're, you stink, okay, you know, you stink, okay, you need deodorant. I'm just using that as an example. And then it goes around in circles of, well, I use this deodorant. No, I use this deodorant. It gets so fucking pointless to the point where every single week on Monday Night Raw is a fucking promo to open the show. What in the actual fuck do we need to know? Okay, this is what happened last week. Do we? I don't mean to be mean to those of you who actually have had people who have Alzheimer's, but do we have Alzheimer's? Do we have dementia? Do we for fucking get the fact that, okay... Monday Night Raw had this happen last week. We have the internet to help us with that. And we also don't need three entrances in a row. One in which, okay, Baron Corbin, I almost dropped my remote because I was falling asleep. I started to change it to the uh, NBA Finals. It was that bad. And I hate basketball with a passion. I do, too. I do, too. But I was ready to start flipping channels, and I was just ready to turn it off. I was like, okay, I'm just going to turn it it off. It was 25, 30 minutes long, Granny. It's like, okay, you go to a, a concert and a, you have an opening person you don't know and they play a really boring-ass song. I like what Chris Jericho says, and I'm going to keep repeating it. You want to start off the show with a good song so that the fans are already into your shit. Now, in the end, you want a big bang. You want fireworks. You want the whole nine. You don't want people to be like, oh, my God, you know. This is it. This is this is going to be a horrible show. I have mixed, like I said, I have mixed bag feeling about tonight's show. Do you know why? Why? <laughs> it's like, man, I, I just said, I just wrote in big letters, I just doodled, why? Because. Tonight's show is just like, okay, we've seen this many a times where Shane McMahon faces somebody and he either ends up winning or losing. Well, folks, I can guarantee you, when Shane ends up in the ER because he broke his leg or because he separated his shoulder, I can only say, I told you so, he should not be fucking wrestling anymore. He's no, like he I said, he's close to fifty. 
Well, then something he just said, well, The Undertaker is in his 50s. And that's different, though. Undertaker wrestled. The Undertaker worked. He actually fucking worked. Shane, okay, I've met the man a few times. He's a nice guy, and outside of wrestling, he's a really sweet dude. But, you know, as his character, Shane, you know, he's a real jerk, whatever. I get that. You know, he's trying to give the fans a look, but... Dude, just fucking quit. Quit putting yourself over. I mean, I get Hunter White. You know, Hunter does that, and that's his business with how he wants to book. And with you, I don't get, though. It's all this buildup with The Miz, all this buildup with other workers like Roman Reigns. Why are you putting yourself over? We were talking about that on Attitude Era Live tonight. You know, Big Swing just felt like he was just being a real jerk right now with the way he's acting, you know. I mean, and I said, well, look at the company he's he's hanging around with. <laughs> you know, I'm not a big Drew McIntyre fan, you know, and, and Elias, no, you know. And, I mean, look at the company this man's keeping in right now, you know. I mean... He claims to be the best in the world, you know, and I'm sorry, but you and know, you're gonna you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna get hurt, Shane. You need to give it up. You need to just go back to doing what you were doing, be like a general manager or whatever your title was on SmackDown. You need to just just you need to quit wrestling. You need to just step aside and let somebody do it that knows what they're doing. I'm not saying you don't know what you're doing, but you're going to end up hurting yourself, you know, because your your body is not meant for that kind of torture right now. I mean, if you had if you went out and worked three to five days a week in the gym, and I'm sure you probably do work out. You have to work out in order to keep your body in shape. I get that. But you need to give it up. You need to just step aside and just go back behind the scenes or, or whatever. Don't don't jeopardize your your lifestyle on the chance of getting hurt. There's just, there's just right. There's there's several people that will you can tell they're past their prime. Okay, Goldberg obviously doesn't listen to reason. People tell him don't bang his head on the door. You're not twenty years old anymore, man. You're not in your thirties anymore. You're fifties and I well, I respect Goldberg and I respect Taker, but Granny I think, in my opinion, some shit needs to be fixed, and that shit is as follows. You want wrestling, you call up NXT. You don't call up the whole roster, but maybe you just have it as a brand. Instead, you know, okay, (laughs) we're getting dosages of superstars that have passed their prime that we respect. We're getting... High doses of people that we've already seen, like Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Randy Orton, The Undertaker, Bill Goldberg, 
That's why I say this in the most sincerest of all ways. AEW, when they actually start running on TNT, I'm going to tune in to watch because, be, like I said, you'd be a fool not to want to see exactly what they're going to present. And I'm sure Icon and Swing feel the same way. We're curious as to what AEW is trying to present. What is their product going to be like? How are they going to present themselves in front of a global audience? Because WWE is failing at a massive level. They have not... They gave Becky a new finish they called the man drop. Really, so the rock bottom is basically her finish. And I'm not one to just pinpoint everything, but again... Why do you need three announcers at the table? Is it because Byron Saxon is easy to make fun of? Is it because Corey Graves is a pretentious jackass? Is it because Renee Young is, ooh, the sweet girl who really doesn't want to be there because her husband is elsewhere? And she, you know, dude, it's a lie to say that she wouldn't want to because when you're on the road in professional wrestling, it gets lonely. And Renee's very friendly, so I'm sure she can make friends. I'm sure she can, but when you don't have companionship with your, you know, lover, and you're on the road and you want to see them and you want to talk to them, it's very, it gets very difficult. Also, before I close out the show, I'm glad that my material, Granny, because obviously it's made it on the main stage. Thank you, Corey Graves. Now all I have to do is, get, you know, file a lawsuit for using the title of my own show, which, by the way, I did just find in a file, is copyrighted. So either back off, cease and desist, or I'm not going to sue WWE because I'm smart like that. I will keep to myself and ask my lawyer what advice she'd give me. She'd probably say you shouldn't sue because you're going to lose probably right. But I am going to say this, dude. I don't, not the fucking puss bag that they've always got, you, you stole my shit. That's funny because, you know, I don't have to point out the obvious of what Mr. Polinsky does on a national basis. See, I don't have to do that mark ass shit, but I only do it every so often when I can and when I will. And then I am going to tell you is, is I hope that WWE improves their shit. Otherwise, I and Granny will just, you know, find other channels to tune into and and that have decent showings. Hell, I'll even watch reruns of fucking Seinfeld if I have to. Because it's ridiculous. The amount of effort that goes into a three-hour show is, what, 45 minutes of matches? It's still... Okay... And R-Truth gets off the elevator, which is funny, but his title is basically comedic relief. You need you need variety. I understand that. But just overall fix your shit because I'm tired of being nice. I really am because fans don't want to hear nicey-nice. They actually want to hear shows that they can relate to, that they have been frustrated about this. For a while, it's because 
You're not presenting wrestling. You're presenting a talk show. No offense, Miz. <laughs> you know, if, if you guys just want to talk, fine. We can pull out our phones and call our loved ones and say, hey, did you hear? Granny Holster finally became a villain and she likes Alexa Bliss. Stuff like that. <laughs> there you go, being delusional again, B-Train. I'm just... And if, my, and, 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 if, and if my son heard this conversation right now, fans, he'd be saying... He'd be saying, like what I said to be trained last week on the show, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, and thou shalt not mess with be trained. <laughs> because my son and be trained are very good friends, fans. You know, I mean, he we consider be trained a very strong part of our family. And so, yes, I mean, and and like I say, you only pick on people that you love, that you care about, you know. I mean, when my husband and I were dating, he says, I only agitate you because I like you. I said, well, baby, you must love me a lot because he agitates me all the time. But that's okay. That's our relationship. I mean, you know, that's all right. You know, if he didn't give me grief, I think that there was something wrong. So, you know, that's okay. But, you know. But no, I, but I, I, I don't think I would be, you know. Of course, Anthony agrees with everything that B Train says about me being the Arkansas president of the Raider Nation and Yankee Nation, and you know, which I do not like the Raiders, I do not like the Yankees, I do not like Alexa Bliss. <laughs> and I, and one time I did tell B Train, I said, "Go take your medication, B Train. Quit being delusional." And my son took very strong offense to that, fans. Because he thought I was picking on B-Train. He thought I was picking on my, my host, near my co-host here, you know. He thought I was picking on B-Train. He said, you'd be nice to B-Train, mother, you know. And, and and he's calling me this granny villain, mama villain. I mean, he's coming up with all sorts of names for me right now. He says I need to turn heel at the Ryder Cup show, B-Train, and be heel until the Christmas show. Well, I think so what do you think about Christmas those Christmas. apples? <laughs> I I think that Granny would be a great villain. You know, folks, it's in the Bible. It's in the wrestling Bible. Granny's meant to be villain. And I also think... Against, like it, said, it's against my morals, fans. It's against my morals <laughs> to be a villain. But also, Granny, see, the thing is, Granny is in denial now because she used to hate Miz with a passion now. I worked her over, and the Miz likes her pretty, you know, or the Miz pretty much, you know, was Granny's ultimate favorite now. If I could just spend the rest half a year, and somehow Granny might somehow finally get to liking Alexa Bliss. Why, that, oh, that, would would be make be, that would make Big Swing happy, you know, because he likes Alexa Bliss. <laughs> it's just a... Uh, It's true, though, because I said Granny's so lovable. Why, you know, why stop at Alexa Bliss when she could convert to fandoms of other teams? And I think <laughs> I know the person. Oh, too. no, here we go again, fans. Here we go again. No, <laughs> no, no. You know, like Big Swing, he always does this clip. How about them Raiders, touchdown Raiders, you know? 
He had to play that tonight. He always, I mean, I think he does that just to, ir- just to irritate Granny. He does that just to irritate me, fans, because he knows that I do not like the Raiders. He knows that I do not like the Yankees. He knows that I do not like the Cowboys. And he's like, how about them Cowboys, you know? And <laughs> Well, you know what, Granny? I, I heard this, and this is kind of a spore-drawn conclusion, you know. Every time Patrick Mahomes threw a touchdown pass, do you know what happened? No, what? I mean, <laughs> Mother Nature was thrown into whack. We got weird weather, and there's the wildfires in California, and then all the ships in the Navy started sinking, and all the you know yeah. all the ghost ships came above the sea. All these things were terrible, and then when they lost in the playoffs to the Cheat Tree, even though I hate the Patriots with passion. Even though, okay, I don't. I was torn, fans. I hate the Chiefs and I hate the Patriots, so it's kind of like two bowls of shit. The one that stinks the worst is the Patriots because why? You know why, fans? I kind of, I hated the fact that they won, but at the same token, as a Raiders fan, I had to crack a Grinch smile. Because the whole entire season I heard, what did you, where did your team go? What did your team do? And I just, <laughs> and I just popped a smile and said, kind of smile like Shawn Michaels smiled when he, you know, was playing, when they were playing pranks on Vince mm-hmm. in the back of the truck, because this is a wrestling mm-hmm. show. And, and they said, what, you know, what are you going to say if the Raiders win? And I said, I'm not going to say where I jinx my team if I say anything. See, I always, I learn, fancy. if I'm nice to Granny's team, they might actually lose because I'm nice to them. See, if I'm mean to them the week of the game, this is my theory. If I'm mean to the Chiefs, see, what happens is karma bites B-Train in the butt like it normally does, and my team gets their ass handed to them. Now, see, if I'm nice to them in a falsified way and don't say anything out loud, the Chiefs might actually have a foregone conclusion chance of losing, maybe, quite possibly. If someone slips Patrick uh, Mahomes some Mamodian AD or some diuretics or some mean thing in his coffee, why, I think it'd be a fair game. (laughs) Oh, you're too much betraying. You're too much. See, and when I try to imitate Bobby Heenan, I do it intentionally. And I mentioned the good old – I think they're, those two are having as much fun as you and I are having, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. I think my favorite fans is to be nice to WWE for once. My favorite line that he ever said at WrestleMania 8 to Gorilla Monsoon is he says he was going to hit you in a kisser. I think you need to go see your Oculus. Why? There's nothing wrong with my feet. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that's true. Just, just some funny stuff when he was looking. He said, what are you doing? I'm looking for the pinup of Miss Elizabeth that Ric Flair promised us. And I was like, I can just imagine. He said, I I met Heenan once upon a, once upon a time. And that was probably the most fun I ever had. I've also met Cornette. 
I'd love that crazy. Now, little, see, I would love lo- now, now, now. Being that I am friends with with beautiful Bobby Eaton, I would love to meet Jim Cornette just once. Even though Jim Cornette was not one of my favorite people, you know, back in the day, you know, because I mean, Granny, you know, I'm a big rock and roll express <laughs> fan. Always have been, always will be, you know, and. You know, and I know they had their feud, you know, with the Midnight Express and everything, you know. But, yeah, since I'm friends with beautiful Bobby, I would, you know, I would like to meet Jim Cornette just once. Just, you know, shake the man's hand, you know, and say, you know, it's a true pleasure to get to meet you. You know, I'm a big wrestling fan, you know. I mean, I would, you know, I, I really would. And my goal is, and and my my this is on Granny's bucket list. I mean, I I I've been talking to my son and my husband about this, but I would love. I'm I'm in the process of uh, contacting. Um, I believe his name is Dean Patterson from the Cauliflower Alley Club to get our memberships. You know, twenty five dollars a year to become a member of the Cauliflower Alley Club. You don't have to be a wrestler. You know. But my 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 bucket list intention for next year is to be able to go to the Cauliflower Alley Club, you know, as a family. <clears throat> that's what we're that's what I'm hoping for. So I'm hoping that works out. So because and I and I've already promised my good friend Tommy Snow, and I know you know Tommy Snow B train. I've already promised yeah. my good friend Tommy Snow that because fans and I and I gotta share this quick story before we end tonight. You know, Granny is getting ready to go to Las Vegas the end of this month for my major convention for the Moose Lodge, you know. But when I was telling Tommy that I was going to Vegas, he says, Oh Granny, he says, You have got to do one thing for me and it's not going to take much effort on your part. And I'm like, Okay and I'm thinking, where is this going? Because I know how Tommy Snow thinks. I know how crazy he can think sometimes. I've been hit in the head too many times with too many chairs, I think. But he says, Granny, he says, you've got to take your original Granny shirt. What you going to do when Granny Holster goes crazy on you? Have somebody take your picture out in Vegas, post it on Facebook, tag me in the post. So I can say, Granny Hulkster in Las Vegas. Las Vegas will never be the same. So, and and I told Tommy, I said, that will be the first piece of clothing that Granny packs in her suitcase. So I don't forget. And also, folks, as I drop my phone, (laughs) Granny said, that once she goes to Vegas, I heard her say on a Bible, a stack of them, and waffles for that matter, that she would put on a Marcus Allen Raiders jersey and become the biggest Raiders converted fan ever. And it will be the greatest no, moment. No, no, I don't. Ever. I don't recall that conversation, <laughs> betraying. I do not recall that conversation. <laughs> now I have a Marcus Allen jersey when he played for Kansas City, when he played for the Chiefs, you know. But um, I don't recall having that conversation with you about putting on a Marcus Allen Raider jersey. Don't re- I don't but recall having that she- conversation with you. 
<laughs> now she said she's going to swear in a stack of waffles in the Bibles. Now see, Granny has basically uh, oh, memory on, sometimes. You know, I, I, you know, <laughs> I didn't have that conversation with you. There he goes, fans, being delusional again. It, it's it's getting late for him. He's got to go take his medication. He's got to go take his medication. He's got to go get some sleep. So you know. <laughs> Don't worry, fans. I'm going to say it because Anthony won't know she's going to – he's going to put – well, he's got to blindfold Granny first and say I have a surprise. Hopefully, Granny doesn't know. But spin Granny around like 20 times, you know, and then put the jersey on her and then take a picture really quick and run fast. Throw that jersey on yourself and then post on Facebook, Anthony, that Granny Hulkster is now renounced or the Chiefs, and now she's converted to Raiders. It'd be the greatest ever. Well, you, 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 you mentioned that, and I laugh at that because <laughs> I, I have you been talking to my son uh, um, privately without my knowledge because, you know, he was saying something not so much about spinning me around 20 times, but hog-tying me down and you and him putting either a Raiders shirt on me or a Yankee shirt on me and holding me down. And because I told him it would take two or three of you guys to hold me down. And he said, oh, we could do that. No problem. We'd get Kurt to help us, you know. And I'm Ooh. like, how did Kurt Gannon get in this conversation? You know? <laughs> he says, oh, we'd get, we, we'd get Kurt to help us, you know. So, I mean, so fans, you know, watch out. Gran- Granny's in trouble here, I think, because – you know, um, I I don't know where this is where this is all going, but you know, um, but I am going to be taking my Granny Hulkster shirt to Vegas with me, just you know, for Tommy, you know, because Tommy asked me to, but you know, so that's okay. But we'll we'll see what happens, fans, with this. She is a real American, fight for the rights of every man. <laughs> Uh, see, it's late, folks, and I'm singing, which is either a good sign or a bad sign. See, when I sing, the birds come out, you know, and all is in harmony. But see, when anybody from Kansas City, like David Cook, or even worse, Patrick Mahomes, why, if he sings, you know what happens? Mm, 17 Titans from the movie Godzilla come out, and... Uh, the rivers get infested with more fishes than usual, so more mafia deaths. Uh, let's see what else. Um, mm, gee, I don't know. Granny begins to watch other shows aside from wrestling, you see, and that's the horrible, horrible thing that she cheers for this man. And he causes all this chaos. <laughs> I think Granny is kind of wondering when I'm going to end this show, which I am going to. But... No, no, oh, I, I know you're. I know you are, and and fans, I will be joining uh, Betrain again tomorrow at five thirty Central Time. Although Granny may have to drop off a few minutes early, around right, shortly after six o'clock, or. 
you know, as long as I'm done before 6:30, you know, I I that, that that'll be okay. But you know, but Granny is Granny will be on tomorrow or well, actually tonight because it is it's tomorrow already. It's after midnight. And I forgot you're still in Kansas City, so you're still on the time zone that I'm on right now, Beach. So it's not like know, you're an hour ahead of me right now. So we're both on the time, same time frame, you know, here. So it's not assigning temporarily on Central Time Zone for now. I told Curtis, yes. like, you better, you better suplex the world for your little brother. I technically didn't say it like that because it sounds too cheesy when we talk to each other. But I can say it on this show without him saying, I'm just going to laugh. But every time I mention, he just gives a big old smile on his face, which is rare for Kurt. The man seldom smiles unless he's up to no good or he's about to suplex someone. One of the two. Mm. But, well, like I told uh, him, on, I posted that I saw that he posted here. I said, um, I said, I'm glad you're, that I'm your friend and I would never want to make you mad. <laughs> mm-mm. And he put the little ha-ha, you know, emojo, you know, by the, you know, the comment that I made. He put the little ha-ha, you know. I guess he thought that was funny, but, you know, because you know, I, I don't want to make him mad. I've seen what he can do to his opponents when he suplexes somebody. I I don't want that to happen to me. You know, that's that would be too painful for Granny's body. Granny might not be able to survive that pain. <laughs> so... Yeah, speaking of suplexes, Granny, I didn't mention this on the Super Showdown fans, but it was kind of funny. Mr. Heyman mm-hmm. causing your client, causing your client to lose, and then you want to turn around and threaten. Well, you know what they say, Paul. If you don't help your client, they're only going to become worse. And then it's even worse as you can hear the two words from Lesnar that Miss, or Vince McMahon normally tells people, you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> I think he did That's cost right. him his match. See, I don't know if – I haven't cost Kurt any match. Of course, I got lucky and retired, but I think I wouldn't want to because I'd be on the receiving end of so many suplexes, I wouldn't remember north from south, east from west. Jim Cornette puts right. it. Uh, anyways, that's right. So, folks, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, I got three choice words for you. Forget about it, and Granny. And if you didn't like what Granny Holster had to say, what you gonna do when Granny Holster goes crazy on you? All right, folks, that does it for tonight's show. Join me tomorrow. I will be going to Lawrence. Um, to visit a well, not a good friend, but a, you know, it's a really cool toy store, and it's called Thirteen Thirteen Mockingbird Lane. See, I always love unique shit and also awesome toys. So, <clears throat> without further ado, it's time to say good night. Dig the madness. Dig it off the rails, baby. Look in my eyes, what do you see? The cost of personality I know your anger, I know your dreams I've been in a thing
Personality, a cultural personality, a cultural personality. 